This podcast is brought to you by the nonprofit organization Fairy Tales Dog Rescue in San Francisco. And I'm Louise. And I'm Tiffany. Follow us down the rescue road. Boop, boop, boop. F A I R Y T A I L S. Tiffany. Louise. Have you uh, noticed uh, the new uh, thing that pops up on Ease when you order uh, delivery? No. <laughs> it says, uh, please... Um, uh, I, I've never ordered from... I've always picked it. I've never had it de- delivered. I, I don't know why I should. Oh, yeah. No, but it's... Uh, so Ease is one of the main yeah. um, weed delivery uh, services here in California. And now when you're ordering, you, you get the, the whole... The whole screen shows up uh, that says, secure your pets. <laughs> oh, good. Because I'm sure they've had issues where pets got a little too high by eating something that was not doggy Oh, God. Treats. No, that's not what it's about. It's about, uh, you know, um, please help our drivers deliver our order safely by securing your pets at a safe distance. Oh. So, so there's been some bad doggies oh. attacking some oh. delivery oh, drivers. No. They're like, I'm just trying to leave some medicine for your mommy and daddy. And they're like, oh, I'm here to protect her. I, I googled the news when I saw that to see if, like, oh, if there yeah. has been, like, you know, an East delivery uh, a dog attack. But but there was nothing. Oh. oh well. <clears throat> you know, um, I was thinking that we do another how-to episode today. Because one of the most listened to episodes that we have in our repertoire here at Fairy Tales Dog Rescue is actually the episode on how to start a dog rescue. Interesting. I love that. Okay, so then let's talk about more information to our listeners that helps them start their very own dog rescue. Because we realize that a lot of you who find this podcast are people who dream about starting your own dog rescue or want to get into dog rescue in some kind of way. So uh, let's be a little helpful on that. Let's do it. So I found this uh, article uh, that basically says uh, eight things you should know before starting an animal rescue. So I figured we could go over those because they're actually very helpful. So the article is actually from another dog rescue called outofthecage.org. That sounds great. I hope I hope um I hope we find some, you know, provide some insight on this. So let's hear what they are. What's the first one? Are we going to start with the first one or the bottom one? I don't think it goes in that uh, that it expands from worse to bad okay. or something. Or most important it's just to least stuff important that you need to consider when you want to start your own dog rescue. And I mean, the first one is a bit of a low point. It says, "Running a nonprofit is more work than you think." Work, 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 work. Well, well, that's not very positive. I mean, like, come on, that's not very inspiring. I wouldn't start with that. Yeah, I but whatever. Too, and I mean, it is a lot of work, but it's not more work than you think. I did. Yeah, it's like it's not I, unreasonable. I, 
I don't think so either. I think that it was when we started it, it felt like it was going to be more work than it actually was. Like in my mind, I thought it was going to be a lot harder. So I feel like I actually have the opposite point of view. Like when we actually just bit the bullet and did it, and we, I think what helped us is we decided to invest in hiring help with LegalZoom. And while LegalZoom wasn't the best partners, it got the job done. Um, so, you know, I, I think that really just helped us to not, if it gets too difficult, then, you know, get help, right? Yeah, very good advice. If you're too overwhelmed, get help. But also, it's totally possible to do because I like to aim the, the light at you here, Tiffany, because you are a working mother of two sons and you have three dogs. And so that is a full life. And of course, you also have free time, you know, a personal life and you work out and you do all these amazing yeah. things, you know, and you still have time to not only do the dog rescue, but to start a dog rescue and do all the paperwork that come with it. And so if you can do it, then most people can do it. That, you know what? That's so true because I definitely um, have not given myself enough credit for my accomplishments in doing this on top of my crazy-ass life. I feel really it's – it's something I'm really proud of and I feel really – good about and so if this is something that is in interest of you for you then don't let any roadblocks stop you because it does it's very personally rewarding yeah and the thing too is that it's not really work like that I mean when you go to work that you know you most of us go to a place and you're there for eight hours or it's like you have to sit in front of your computer and go through all this like chunk of stuff it's 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 not really like that with a dog rescue it's you know uh if you're passionate about it, then you kind of want to do it. It doesn't feel like work. And it's like little things you got to do here and there. You got to call someone, you got to fill out this form, and then you got to fill out this other form. And it's, you know, you can do these things here and there as you go throughout the day, throughout the week. You know, it's, uh, I think it's definitely manageable. I mean, it seems like a big mountain to overcome when you don't know what it is exactly that you're going to do. Like, what are these forms? Where, where do I find them? What are these fees? And what are these legal things I need to figure out? It's, it just seems so, like, big. Daunting. Yeah. yeah. That was, was always the roadblock for me is, in my mind, I was too, that is not my expertise of understanding these process processes and things that you put money for and this and that and these, these government documents has, uh, freaked me out. So I feel like, the good news is that's something you can help get help with. And we've been able to find some resources, you know, to help us with our taxes and help us with our forms. And it always, at the beginning, it felt more like bigger than it actually in reality it really is. Yeah, exactly. So I don't like it, this comment about, you know, running a nonprofit is more work than you think. No, it's not. I don't you agree with do that. I, exact, I, I don't agree with that one. Yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, scratch. All right. What else you got? Uh, number two on this list, you don't make money. Well, duh. If you're doing this to make money, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. 
Yeah, maybe they mean you know that it's hard sometimes to find the money to pay for all your fees, and we have to pay out of pocket. So yeah. you know, be ready for that. If you're doing this for like a, a a source of income, then I would say no. You definitely need to have a full time or whatever. However, be able to live on your own with whatever sources you have. Like this is see this as a secondary job or extra or hobby or whatever because. You have to, you know, you may be very successful and be able to pay yourself a salary, but Louise and I haven't. Um, and, you know, it, it's not, we're not doing it for that reason either. So even if, if we wanted to and we needed to pay ourselves, I'm sure we'd go around this differently. But um, I don't think that's, I think that's an important, actually important point to make, you know. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, and there's so many different ways of uh, doing a dog rescue. If you're doing like a humongous one where you save thousands of dogs and you have staff and you have a facility, a, a shelter, and you have a marketing program, and then you definitely can probably pay yourself a salary, you know, depending on, um, you know, how much you want to pay yourself. Like it's not, you know, you definitely don't want to do something that's not, um, could be do, still doing enough good for what you set out to do, you know, it's like it's not this. But yeah, like a big facility, you could possibly, if there was a high need for dogs being ad adopted, because you would basically, the adoption fee would be able to help you. But like right now, you know, nobody's adopting dogs. It's the shelters are crowded and there's, a, you know, there's nothing, we haven't had an adoption in a while. Um, and so, you know, that means you have to fund for the, the care and the, the space and all those other things those dogs need, medical care, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and there are a lot of great grants uh, to go around, mm, but yes. then it's also a matter of time to sitting down and applying for these grants. And, you know, it's a... Uh, uh, n now we sound like Debbie Downers again. Well, you know, that's true, but, like, you know, the point is, like, yeah, there's just different levels. I don't think... I feel like there's just different levels. There's the big level, the middle, and the little. And we're like, we're a little level. Yeah, um, for yeah. the new listeners who are here, like, or uh, let's just remind you guys what we are all about... Fairy Tales is a relatively small local rescue in San Francisco. We don't have an actual dog shelter. We work with the uh, county and city shelters in San Francisco and the Bay Area, and we rely on our foster homes to take care of our rescue dogs, and we adopt them out. So, so that's where we're at. And, you know, depending on where you live, I think that there are some areas that are going to have a much more high um, opportunity for foster homes than other areas. We do live in San Francisco, and it's very difficult to get foster homes because not all places allow pets here. Um, so that's our challenge. Ugh. So, like, if you're if you're living somewhere where there's a lot of, you know, people, a lot of homeowners and, you know, space and whatnot, you might, you'll definitely have a better opportunity to have regular, stable foster homes. You can start out with foster homes, start on a small scale, and uh, you can have a plan to grow it, or you cannot. Like, you, you will find your niche, and that is actually the next point. You'll discover your niche. I mean, there are large national rescue organizations that place thousands of animals every year, like we said. And then there are the tinier ones, like ours. So once you find your niche, you find your way. So that's also one thing to consider when you start out. When we started out, we had a whole different mission. Yeah, that, 
Yeah. yeah. Tell us, Tiffany. No, I know. I'm glad this one's a good one because I think that that can be another roadblock for some people because they feel like they need to, you know, have their plan in place and be solid in what that vision and how to execute is going to be. And that's not necessarily true because we didn't have that. Yeah. I feel like maybe people think, oh, we need to go get the shelter and then we'll go get the bus load of dogs and put in the shelter. But no, you can start with just getting your 501c3 and your paperwork in order Mm -hmm. and go start pulling just one dog for you. One dog right. for your friend, one dog right. for your neighbor, wh- whoever you can convince to take on a little foster dog, you know, and start from there. That's a great example. Just, I love that example. Just start with you, then start with a friend, because I, I think that, you know, we, we want to save the world. And I know sometimes I feel like the world, weight of this world on my shoulders, like I could do more, I can do better. But, you know, we have to start small. And you never know where that path is going to take you. And I do, I'm do. i a strong believer in trusting in your, you know, the universe and letting things happen the way they're supposed to be. And um, you just got to start. Like I feel like the only thing that is difference between anyone doing something, like starting a business or any any ideas that they actually just did it <laughs> that's it they didn't do anything different than you and i or anything special than anyone else out there they just actually did it and we are not sponsored by nike <laughs> but just do it people. that's right it is a great slogan just do it i mean i think that i got would always get too much in my head and you know, overthink things and, and, and get into fear because I don't feel like I'm knowledgeable enough and I don't understand enough and, and I, and I don't feel confident sometimes like I could do something. And, um, this was, this was, it was great to have a partner to do it with because you can build each other's confidence and support each other. So if you do have a partner, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, we did it together. We're partners. That was really nice, but it can also be like, if, you know, if you're not as lucky to, to find a special someone that wants this as badly as you wanted, then, you know, maybe you have a partner in the shape of, you know, boyfriend, somebody who supports your vision, you know, somebody who will listen to you when you're Mm -hmm. like banging your head against the wall, because these forms are difficult to fill in if you don't get help. Perhaps, yeah. you know, all these things, somebody to hold your hand because you will need a hand. I do like what you said, because as long as you have a support system, because I, um, I when I, when we were starting, I was uh, married and I did not feel I felt like my partner at the time didn't really support it 100 percent or questioned it or didn't trust or did not believe in me. And that made it really difficult. Um, so, you know, make sure that that's you, you're somebody yeah. supporting you. Starting a dog rescue is going out on a big adventure. It really is a big deal. Like you are trying to make your mark on the world and save some lives and, you know, and and yourself in the midst of it, probably. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. So you need to have, you know, you will discover the people around you who are there to support you and not, you know, so... That's that, worth that's it right there, too. Exactly. It will show, you know, when you make these big transformational things in life that the, you know, the, who who's there, who's not. Yeah. Not that that was the only reason that your no. marriage didn't work out, of course. No, but it was it was something that's like, yeah, you just like I'm just trusting in in the universe to show me the lessons I need to learn. And um, I keep making really nice bridges here. So like on to the next uh, bullet point here on this list is. People will disappoint you. Oh.
Yeah, so rescue is like the rest of life. Not everyone does what they say they'll do. A committed long-term foster re returns the dog after just a week. Or, you know, you have someone who says they're going to adopt the dog and work on all their tra training needs. And then they return the dog within a month. Or, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. You're going to deal with so many yeah. people who have so many promises for you. And they're going to take on responsibility. And, you know, it's like, I will be there on that day to drive this dog from the shelter in Tracy to their new foster home in Monterey. And then they don't show up. And then you're standing there and, you, you know, you have to solve all these things all the time mm -hmm. because you cannot depend on people. They will constantly disappoint you. Mm. It, it's true. Oh, yeah. We've had lots of those. But and, that's yeah. life, right? It's true. It's life. And, you know, during those disappointments, and this is why it's important to have a support system, is during those disappointments when those things happened, you know, we, we reached out to each other for support. And that's another reason if those make it a lot harder and you suddenly have to think on your feet and you suddenly have to make you, and you have to adapt to that. And then you generally, generally have to take the burden of whatever that is and drop what you're doing and change. And so and that it can inconvenience a lot of people in your life. So your support system is really good. Um, but they're all temporary. And on to the next the next point says, animals evoke passion. Meaning that your feelings are going to hurt, your heart is going to bleed, it's going to be painful, you're going to see a lot of sad shit. Yeah. That is the hardest part. Nothing else is hard compared to that. Um, the paperwork is nothing. and But I just want to say... But it actually negates, when you do find these homes and you help these dogs have these most beautiful lives, the pain is, is, is negated by that love that you see and the humanity that you get to experience. Because we've seen do our dogs who've had a really hard life get adopted in a loving home and having their happily ever after. And that you have to focus on the positive, and that's the thing. It's you know, it's easy to get down on the pain and the suffering, and I'll get myself. You know, Louise, I get into a really dark place where I oh, I know you do. <laughs> I just hate the world, and I hate people because of what they do to animals, and I cry. And but you know, you have to. It's all about self care. So to take care of your soul and remind yourself of the positive things that are you're doing and happening in the world. Tiffany, you know what? Dog rescue has so much more revived my faith in humanity more than it, it mm. has beaten it down. I would say that's true because I I was always surprised by certain adoptions and that people gave these dogs a chance and they made me see that it's not all bad. There's some really special human beings that do not get enough of the attention and do not get enough of the 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 uh, um the news or the stories or people hear yeah. about we need it's like they and that's deserve what we're it. trying to do here at fairy tales we're trying to keep it little jolly and happy because you think of dog rescue you think of this like sad horror show and you you don't see all the happiness all the fucking fairy tales all yeah. the happily ever afters yeah and all the amazing people who face the hardships that these animals face every day and they just work with them and they just give it them all, give it their all. These people exist, and there's thousands, millions of them, mm. and they work for free. 
for these dogs. And the dogs are so happy when they get adopted, when they get rescued. It's oh like they're God. so grateful and they're so loving. Yeah. It's beautiful to see. It's most so rewarding. Their their tails are wagging. They're just overjoyed. They're just so overjoyed. Um, and then some of them have like, we get to follow them, or they keep in touch with us, and we get to hear about their their how the life they're living now, and it's really wonderful. Um, oh my god, yeah. So right now, the latest update we just got was from Maleficent and the puppies. Oh my god, you have to wa- you have to check out her Instagram, and you just have to see these because it is freaking adorable. Okay, okay, people. So Instagram is. Fairy underscore tails underscore dog underscore rescue. And anyway, so what happened is, is we're just going up upon, uh, it's been a year since Maleficent, the rescue dog, had six surprise puppies. Surprise! Papa, don't breathe. <laughs> yeah, those were that was hilarious. Like we had, she she wasn't even she was skinny already. So it was really sad when she she never she did not look pregnant at all. She was so everything she got gave those puppies. And then one day, my kids calling up the phone. Uh, your foster dog had puppies, and I had to run home. And sure enough, there she is with six puppies. And this was Louise's foster dog. She just I had her for just a couple of days. Because I was in Miami. Right. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Yeah, you called me in the middle of the night. It was like 2 a.m. I was, was it? at a nightclub oh in Miami. Oh, my God. And you said, we have puppies. And I was like, what? <laughs> but she got, they all got their happily ever after. Yeah, so, and Maleficent was quite the dog, you know. Oh. So she was uh, rescued from a hoarding situation. She was a very scared, unsocialized dog. She was, was such just, a cute dog with her fluffy, she had like a plume for a tail. You really had to restrain yourself from not like cuddling Did you want to cut? I know, you wanted to, but, but she, she didn't want so that. Scared. I know, she had this beautiful hair. Oh my God, I gave her donuts, <laughs> I gave her McDonald's. Oh, you did such a I good job, her, you know, Louise. Fresh salmon. You did anyway, such a beautiful so, yeah, work. That was a year ago. And now the puppies, uh, they, they were all adopted out. And now the puppies reunited for their... Oh, my God. Go, go. They were so freaking cute. I for their dying. birthday. Their number one birthday. Go, Charlotte. It's your birthday. It was, yeah, we need to post some more. They were so darn cute. They're all running around with little tails all fluff, 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 fluff. They were so happy and so joyful. It was so, so cute. I, I wish Maleficent was there, but that would, how's Maleficent doing? So now she goes by the name Panquica. Oh, okay. Panquica. How's Panquica doing? Yeah, because it's Brazilian for pancake. Panquica oh. means pancake because she is a happy pancake. She has, you know, rehabilitated so much. Before, when she was with me, she did not dare to go outside yeah. even to pee. Yeah. And now she goes out with her mom. Oh. She's even in one of these, like, backpacks. Like, oh, they go on the no. bike. Oh, my God. I love your... This is this is the first time I'm hearing this. Oh, it's so beautiful. There's oh. so many videos on Instagram oh of Maleficent on the bike, just, like, with her okay. hair blowing in the wind. And she's just, like, going through the city. And she's smiling. She's so happy. Oh, my God. Can you post some of those on our fairy? Oh, I'm gonna ask her mom. Yeah. Okay. I'll can I will follow her maybe. Yeah. And her me. mom is just like that. This was meant to be. Like this dog has found her way like home to me for a reason. Like 
it's so they're living happily ever after. Oh my god, it makes and, me so happy. Because yeah, yeah. I haven't. Because I remember the, I, I haven't asked about her in a while. And the last time I did, um, I remember she was, it was she was still very scared. So this is very big news to me, and makes me really happy. Yeah, yeah. Next. <laughs> eh. You will question your own competence. Every day. <laughs> Every fucking day. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, but yeah. Or actually, you know, because this is the opposite. Again, this is a shitty list. Because yeah. this, again, you know, we fucking started a dog rescue, Tiffany. We got our 501c3. Yeah. Like, it shows that we actually do things. It makes me feel like I don't have to question my competence. Maybe in the process of starting the dog rescue and you uh, yeah, find these the obstacles. Beginning. Yeah, no, but that's that's just, you know, those nasty little fears that tell us we have to stop listening to those and move on, keep move forward and just ignore that negative voice in our head. Because why should we even have that on the list? Question our comment. Yeah, we know that. We all struggle with being very hard on ourselves, not being our best friend to each other, to ourselves, and talking in that that negative voice. But this is just something that's life, and you just got to ignore that. So fucking just do it. Okay, sorry, I did another. I didn't even think about Nike, but just fucking do it. All right, so to the next point. You'll find your tribe. Mm. It's true. You do. We found our tribe. You know, we, we got a really great relationship with Contra Costa County. They've been a great partner because we're so small. Like, you know, we take one or two here and there. And, you know, they've been very kind. And, you know, we haven't have a big, we don't have a big tribe. It's just me and Louise. And we have, you know, people who support us. And we, but, but we do, we do. We've had a tribe of fosters, um, but since the pandemic, things have fallen off. But what do you think, Louise? Yes, we have built a small tribe. And once you're in, spent a year or two in the dog rescue, you automatically meet people. Everything from people in the pet store where you try to advertise your little adoption events or to being in the park when you take your foster dog to pee. When you're putting up flyers and talk to whatever person is hanging out on the park bench, it's like you keep constantly meeting people and repeating your message and saying, telling people what you're doing. And by this, you will build a tribe. And all of a sudden, you you know people in the dog business. Just immersing yourself in the world helps you build that tribe. Yeah, so this is where you can't always be an introvert because it did say in the list that people who do this tend to be introverts you definitely have to jump out of that a little bit to get and realize you know that and connect with people even though we do love animals more than people sorry people no offense but (laughs) you know what I mean um you do the people are also going to help you with your business so you do have to have those conversations and just talk about it you don't have to be like over the top you don't have to be super special you just have to talk about it I feel like a lot of the dog parks are just full of uh, introverts uh, walking their dogs. I They're mean, all one of us, exactly. They're like our part. people are better dog people now because we're like, want to be home and want to spend more time with our dogs. Yes. Like we're more likely to actually get dogs than extroverts who yes. want to be out of the world, partying, coming home late, traveling, 
You know, like it's, it's yeah. harder to have a dog if you're an extrovert. So I, I just feel like, you know, you're, you're going to uh, find some good introvert buddies that you can bond with in the dog park. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's so true. Dog rescue is an introvert um, haven. <laughs> that's where like the, the introverts hang out around dogs. So, yes, those are your tribe. Those are your people. You're always going to have the right um, mindset and conversation that's going to be in those situations. Okay, so that was a great point uh, to consider when you're starting your own dog rescue. You will find your tribe. Okay, on to the next point. <laughs> Number nine? Eight. Oh. And this is the last point. Oh. Okay, it says here. There's always something. You've rescued more dogs than you said you would and just placed your last one. You're taking a break. Then an adopter calls and says they want a playmate for the dog they adopted from you last year. Another adopter emails requesting a recommendation for a veterinary dermatologist. And you get your dream call, someone willing to hospice, foster a sick senior so she doesn't die in the shelter. And, you know, like, voila, you have all these new projects and, you know, so much for your break that you were going to take. It just, like, never and is it is that really what it says yes oh my god i, th- I was like you talking to me because like yeah that's my fucking story right there yeah there's always oh, something it is I, it, yes i can relate to that one right now at this very moment very much it's like going back to school in a sense like that's how i felt when i was a student i remember because like Whenever you even had vacation or a holiday over Christmas or summer break, like you still had your essays and your uh, theses and things and the books you had to read, you know, to be ready for the classes and all that. Like there was always something like you were never off and I hated that feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the same with the dog rescue. I don't hate it as much because I'm more passionate about dog rescue than mm-hmm. I am about, than yeah. I was about going to school. Uh, but it's that overhanging to do list. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. That's... Okay. What's on your overhanging to do list right now, too? Oh, good God! Whew. Let me just. Okay. Well, for for the dog rescue, I have been wanting to write a module for the public school system about taking care you know pet care and span neutering all of those things and that has been hanging on me and then I get every day I get a list from our the shelter that we partner with Contra Costa and I see so many dogs need then she then she emails me directly and says I have these three littles and I have this pole can I take one more can I do it can I and I want to help and I want to help and at the same time I am maxed out mentally, emotionally. I, I, and, and all I can think about is maybe, well, maybe. And no, it's like I've got to say no because I can't be better at fairy tales and I can't, if I'm not good enough to myself. And one of the things that I, is preventing me doing, like, really, I need to focus on that module. As much as I want to foster that dog and save that dog, I need to do, think a big picture instead of the, sometimes you got to think, okay, choose. Do I take, do I, do, save one little beautiful dog's life and make their life wonderful or I do the work now that will prevent this from happening in the first place it's so good that you bring this up Tiffany and you really painted a picture there because that's really where we found our struggle because uh, we started out with the dog rescue thinking 
oh, we're going to help out. We're going to, you know, save dogs. And we were just focused on dog rescue. And very soon upon our journey, we realized, like, oh, my gosh, we're just peddling chihuahuas over here. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not doing any We're not preventative. Really. We're not doing what's preventing it. We're just, we're just being a little bit of a help, which is nothing wrong with that. It's fucking perfect. But we're, we want to do more. Yeah, we felt like it was a big deal to the dogs that we rescued, but it wasn't a big deal to dog kind. Yeah. There's always going to be something, but that's uh, running a dog rescue. There are so many dogs that need help. So, you know, that also says how needed you are. Don't let this shy you away from opening a dog rescue. It will change your life. Like, you will feel so needed on this earth, so rewarding for all these positive things that are happening. It's uh, constantly getting better and uh, for the last decade, we have been doing better and better every year. It's been just a big success for humanity, for Mother Nature, for dogs, and for everybody. Like, it's fun to be part of this. We're, we're doing change. We're making things better. Yeah. We're saving it's lives. Better. It's better. It's exactly. It's doing. It's not doing something worse. It's doing something better. That's it, you know. That's the right side you want to be on. Um, and, yeah, there's a huge need. There's, you're never, there's never going to be where it, I mean, that would be a dream. So that's why you should get into this if you're thinking about it or considering it because the need is there and just fucking do it. It's not as hard. Don't listen to the, the fear mongers of making you, that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough or whatever it is that you hear in your head or from the outside world. It really isn't. You've got this. If Louise and I can do it, trust me, you can do it. Yes. And, you know, if you are finding this episode uh, helpful, then please rate our podcast and help us spread the word and help us grow the Big Rescue family. Thank you. Ciao. It was years ago we first met our pup. I remember well the day we picked him up. rescued him he rescued us now we all live in a bus travels with his seatbelt buckled up we are proud to be his owners his fur is red like Arizona with a white patch where his heart beats happily my dog and me my dog and me We're the greatest friends that we can be When I'm home he runs to meet me And wags his tail to greet me We're as happy as we can be Listening to the radio while traveling we named him Marley after Reggae's King. We gave him hugs and kisses. He said, Don't know what this is. I never used to get this kind of thing. We're proud to be his owners. His 
spurs red like Arizona With a white patch where his heart beats happily My dog and me My dog and me We're the greatest friends that we can be When I'm home he runs to meet me Wags his tail to greet me We're as happy As we can be Now he snuggles all the time And loves his bed Has his blanket And a pillow for his head Takes the covers up at night Till he thinks they feel just right Settles down with us to share our bed We are proud to be his owners His fur is red like Arizona With a white patch where his heart beats happily My dog and me My dog and me We're the greatest friends we can be when I'm home he runs to meet me wags his tail to greet me we're as happy as we can be now he's like a road of tiller digging sand up at the beach fetching shells out of the water keeping waves out of his reach with his toys he loves to play Waits for snack time every day You would think that he could read a clock Especially for his treats My dog and me My dog and me We're the greatest friends We can be when I'm home, he runs to meet me, wags his tail to greet me. We're as happy as we can be. Yes, we're as happy as we can be, my dog and me.